Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Having a solid foundation is vital for any marriage. I'm John Fuller, and Greg Smalley is here with me. Greg, there are couples uh, listening right now who are struggling. They had a pretty good foundation back in the early days of marriage, but things have happened, and so it's kind of rocky right now. How do they get back to that starting point and the good foundation that they worked hard at laying? Yeah, a couple things come to mind. One is the power of reminiscing. Reminiscing is when you intentionally share stories with your spouse of those early years, things that you liked, that you enjoyed, that made you feel good, momentous occasions. What what was the proposal like? What do you remember most about the wedding, the honeymoon, our first child being born, the first house that we moved into together? Because when we reminisce, it brings back a lot of really positive feelings where couples end up going, you know what? Yeah, we're pretty good together. That, that that's an important part as we recover from those bumpy, hard mm. times. Another one, John, is to really be real crystal clear about how God has shown up in your relationship. Mm. I mean, when we're struggling, it's hard to see God's purpose in all this, but He promises, He He commits to us that when we go through hard times, that He will take those challenges and turn them into something good. You, but it's like you have to treasure hunt. You need to actively look for what has God given us? What what benefit now do we possess that we can use? And those two things can really help to begin us on that road mm. back to those early foundation kinds of things. Yeah, that's good. And um, to kind of continue some of those thoughts, let's go ahead and listen into a conversation that Jim Daly had with Dave Carter about this very thing. Dave, you mentioned the history, that if a marriage has been troubled from the beginning, that has no history to build or rebuild if there's been a break of trust. Let's assume, and I would want you to describe a healthier history, that something negative has happened, that betrayal, that breaking of trust. What can couples do to look back on the history and begin to build? You mentioned that in the book, kind of going back to your history together to find the good things, the good boulders that can lay a new foundation for your relationship. Describe those boulders. What do they look like? Well, uh, it might be a little surprising to you, but there's great research out there to indicate that if 20%, you don't need a whole lot of great history, but if just 20% of your marital history is ranked highly by both of you, simultaneous in the same time zone and contiguous, not broken by bad periods, you have better than a 92% chance of saving your marriage after adultery and sexual betrayal. Wow, that's incredible. 92%. So you can go back to those good times. Good times. Describe how you do that in your counseling. How do you get them to remember those? Because they're in the fit of rage right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember when we used to laugh a lot. So what? I'm not laughing now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Got it. Okay, so one of the exercises we do in the reattachment process, after the forgiveness letter, of course, is uh, to each of you make a list of your eight best experiences. They can happen while you're dating, but it cannot include other couples. It cannot include children. It cannot include your wedding day. So best experiences together. Together, just the two of you, okay? She builds a list, he builds a list. Most couples that really are inclined to save their marriage, they will have somewhere between three and five that match. So let's say they have four. 
She gets five, he gets six, she gets seven, he gets eight. Those are your eight greatest experiences. Those are what sealed you together. Those are what compelled you to stay together. And you need to go back and repeat those. I tell my couples, when you leave me in the first 18 months after you say goodbye to me, I want you to practice every one of those because those are what you did best and you got in trouble by stopping what you do best. You quit doing what you do You know, best. Dave, uh, the crazy thing when you see this over and over again, and you have described this in such great detail and the patterns yeah. of human behavior, um, it, it's got to be frustrating that we step in the same puddle all the time. You've got to go, wow, why does this happen, Lord? Yeah. Why do us as human beings, why are we so, if I could say it, why are we so stupid? Because predictability is always a higher value than pain-free living. Huh. So if you can predict what's going to happen, even if it's hurtful, you'll do it. Rather than Rather the healthier that, thing. That's right, because you don't think about the outcome of that one. That is amazing. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the other ways we can protect our marriages? We've hit a few, but give me a rapid I'm going fire. to give you a great one. So get yourself a little notebook with a wire spiral across the top. She gets one, he gets one. And every day, the research is based on 30 straight days. Each day, every day for 30 straight days, you can't work ahead. You wake up in the morning and you look for something you like about your spouse. And then you write two or three sentences in your little book why you like it. And that night before you go to bed, while you're laying in bed looking up at the ceiling, each of you thank God for that quality in your spouse. It can be simple. Some, maybe he takes a shower today. That's really nice. Okay? <laughs> Start basics. Yeah, basics. You know? Low one, bar there. One of the things I did when first time my wife and I did this, my wife has a great smile. And I said, I like seeing your smile when I first come home at night. I like seeing you smile at me when our eyes meet across the crowded room. And I like seeing you smile at me after we've had a big disagreement. So I prayed that prayer. Dear God, thank you for giving my wife such a great smile. Out loud? Out loud. So she can hear it. She can hear it. And yeah. you don't tell each other until at night. So every... For 30 days, you know your spouse is looking, watching, figuring out what they like about you. Some great insights from Dave Carter. So wise. He's had so many years of working in this space. Greg, it is really easier said than done, though. I mean, reaching deeply into those positive thoughts and feelings, the hurdle right here is the now. It's the here and now. I don't want to go back and and go to the nice things. I want to deal with the issues of today. Yeah, and Dave gave some great advice. I think for me, the biggest encouragement to couples dealing with this is really focus on giving your spouse the benefit of the doubt. I know it sounds trite, it trivial, but I'm telling you, what a gift. Feelings flow from thoughts. And usually when we're struggling in our marriage, I see my wife through a negative lens and thus don't give her the benefit of the doubt. As a matter of fact, I reach negative conclusions very quickly. Just the discipline to go, although I know 99% that I'm right, there is that possibility that I miss something. If you're willing to give your spouse the benefit of the doubt, mm -hmm. it forces you then to ask, what did you just mean by that? What, when you did that, I don't, I'm confused. Help me to understand. Yeah. And that gives them such a better opportunity to deal with stuff right then and there to keep the negative beliefs from, from growing out mm -hmm. of control. I appreciate that. Yeah. Assume the best in your spouse and see if you can start there instead of assuming the worst intent. Well, uh, we have a website full of resources, and as always, if you can make a donation today, we're going to send you the featured book for this episode. That's Dave Carter's Anatomy of an Affair, 
and we'll have the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and tell a friend as well. Now, next time we're going to be talking about recognizing the differences in how you and your spouse handle money. It could be an interesting conversation. I think it will be. I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Greg and the team, thanks for listening to this edition of the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Mm -hmm.